Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, March the 3rd, 2024. This service was recorded on February the 25th, the second Sunday in Lent. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lector is Diane Temple. Thank you to Kim Miller for sponsoring this week's broadcast in memory of family members' birthday. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this second Sunday in Lent. Let us begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this printed in your bulletin taken from 1 John and Paul's letter to the Ephesians. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God, who is rich in mercy out of great love, with which he loved us even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. May you be strengthened in your inner being with the power through his Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, as you are being rooted and grounded in love. Amen. Will you join with me in the prayer of the day as it's printed in your bulletin insert? O God, by the passion of your blessed Son, you made an instrument of shameful death to be for us a means of life. Grant us so that the glory of the cross of Christ that may gladly suffer shame and loss for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Good morning. Our first reading today comes from Genesis chapter 17, verses 1 through 7 and 15 to 16. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. God said to Abraham, as for Sari, your wife, you shall not call her Sari, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of people shall come from her. Word of God, word of life. Our service continues with the Lenten Gospel acclamation. You'll find this printed in your bulletin at the top of page two. I invite the congregation to please rise. Let your stay. 
The Gospel according to St. Mark, the 8th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the Gospel. Jesus began to teach them, the disciples, that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes to be killed. And after three days, rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of them, the Son of Man, will also be ashamed when he comes into the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. As I, as I think about this passage that we read out of the Gospel, and, and thinking about what Diane read about Abraham and Sarah, and the kids are going to dive into this more in Sunday school, about faith and trust in God. The thing that really caught my attention today in the gospel was the words that followed after Jesus was rebuked by Peter in the most loving and kind way. I mean, this is the first time in Mark's gospel that Jesus says, and and Peter recognized who Jesus was in the previous verses. You are the Messiah. And Jesus says, shh, don't tell anyone. And now Jesus is telling his disciples what the mission of the Messiah is. And Peter's saying, no, that won't happen. And he's doing it all the most loving way because he doesn't want to see his Lord treated badly, killed, not understanding Peter is saying it with a good heart. And Jesus comes back and says, Satan, get behind me? Ouch. But it wasn't that. It was these words that really caught me. And I'm just going to throw it out there. Pastor's going to read it the way it's here. Looking at these words. For you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. So what captures my imagination this morning is the Greek word, the original word that Jesus used was phionous. Phionous. One's mindset. Mindset. Jesus uses this word with Peter and his disciples to stir in them to understand the mission of the Messiah. 
whom Peter just confessed was the Messiah. And our translation uses the words, setting your mind. You're not setting your mind on divine things. This coming after, Peter rebukes him. And Jesus rebukes Peter. Theonis, mindset. Mindset of attitudes held by someone that become personal characteristics. So I want to demonstrate mindset and our attitude, a characteristic that we have. And so I want to get behind this Theonus, one's mindset. And so I ask you, what am I holding, congregation? What am I holding? Okay, kind of hard to hold lemonade. It would fall all over the floor, right? But I will let you know that there is lemonade in this vase, in this vase, but I don't want you to drink it. Okay, so you see a vase with lemonade. And I did that so you could see. What else do you see as I hold this up? Mindset. What do you see? Greenness. What was that? Half full. So if you're considering the mindset that this is full, this is half full. How else might you describe this? Half empty. So if you consider this being empty and it is half empty. Mindset. Nothing wrong with that. How many of us in this room, and I think you can do this, this is not a negative, how many of us are a realist? And Liz, raise your hand. <laughs> how many of us are a realist? Yeah. You say what it is. Okay. How many of us are an idealist? Now, pastor, raise your hand. An idealist. We see the possibility. Yeah, we realize, yes, you call the reality, but, but idealists see the possibility. Not that the realist doesn't. The realist does. But let's get real. It is half full. Wait a second. I see this as half empty or vice versa. Nothing wrong with that. Mindset. Do you sense that you go to the half empty or the half full? That's where you go from realist to idealist. First example. Jesus is trying to change the disciples' mindset. Theonos. I want to share another uh, example here. And Jesus, okay. Jesus challenges Peter, Peter who has this caring attitude, or changing his mindset to help him see the bigger picture. Jesus must endure suffering to be a sacrifice for our sins. He who is without sin in order to save the fallen world, all people. Yesterday I had the privilege to attend Gary Doty, Deb Laycock's father's funeral. And Tom, uh, Tom Laycock was able to go up and to share some things about his grandfather. 
And one of the things that he shared with us yesterday during the funeral was Charles Swindoll, Pastor Charles Swindoll, who is a theologian, a wonderful biblical scholar. He wrote a piece about attitude. For mindset is about a set of attitudes along a long spectrum. And so this is what Charles Swindoll wrote about attitude. The longer I live, wrote Charles, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than all the education, than the money, and than circumstances, all failures, than successes, than what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, a home. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude that we embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing that we can do is play the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I'm convinced, wrote Charles, that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% what I'm, I react to it. How I react to it, 90%. I want to share this. This morning as I was walking through the kitchen, I ran into this. The bulletin to Holly's funeral was laying there in the kitchen. I don't know who put it there. It hadn't been there for a while. We've had so many activities going in the kitchen, and there it lay. And I don't think it laid there by mistake. And so I picked it up. And I said, here's another mindset illustration that I need to share this morning. For underneath this picture, and it's hard for you to see, and I'll read it, it says, this is Holly's confirmation verse. I hereby command you, this comes from Joshua 1.9, to be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Holly lived a mindset of her confirmation verse that she always knew that God was with her in her living and yes, in her dying. Her mindset was that no matter what goes before me, God is there with me and he will bring me through it. We all know Holly and life wasn't always easy, but is it easy for us? But there was one thing that Holly always did. And she trusted in God. Her faith was strong. I was going to have a pen right here that was given me this morning. And it says, hashtag, be a Holly. But the person who gave it to me thought I might fumble with it and lose it. Isn't that what we're talking about? Mindset. Faith. Jesus is trying to get a hold of his disciples and other to change their Mindset. Theonis. Lent invites us to practice discernment. 
to enter in, to sort out the meaning of faith for 40-day journey, reflecting on our faith, on our baptismal promises. These Lenten days invite us to open the eyes of our hearts and to see with more clarity what it is that Jesus wants to see with our hearts. So often our minds get in the way. We need to be more childlike in our faith. The children helped me to, what are the things of God? God gave us and breathed into us the gift of life. And it doesn't end as we came together on Ash Wednesday and we marked our brow with last year's palm branches that were burnt. And Pastor Bill and Pastor Wade marked on your forehead, remember, from dust you came to dust you shall return. No, God has one more gift and promise that goes beyond the grave for God loves you and calls you by name for God is love and life but as we see in this world we see hatred we see desire we see jealousy what are the things of God that speak to as we look at these beautiful stained glass we see a God who loves who is life who cares for the neighbor who is thankful do you know that God is thankful for you God is thankful for you you're not a mistake you are here for a purpose and God has a purpose for you and that is that you hold the power of Christ within you that there is nothing that you cannot Endure, for you have the power of God's love and life in you. How many of you wear a cross around your neck? Ladies, probably quite a few of you. It's a good reminder. Guys, sometimes we wear our crosses in our pockets and feel it every once in a while and remember that we have a God who is thankful for us. A God who went to the cross for us. A God who taught us to pray. A God who taught us to care for others. Our God is our Lord. That is a very, what I want to say, intimate word when we say Lord, Lord. It is holding God ever so close to our hearts. The God who taught us in the supper that this is my body given for you, my blood that's been shed out for you for the forgiveness of sin, for the gift of everlasting life, that we take in Christ each time we gather at the table with all the saints. We're church. We are gathered together. We are cast afar. It's wonderful to see Ian and Levi here. Their lives have taken them to other places, but God goes with them. They come back to church. And one day they will find their own church and with their family to remember their baptism to remember faith matters and what we do matters. I'm not going to hold you accountable and come, but I wouldn't be surprised as your pastor to see you 15 years from now. We are baptized, nothing that we do. These are things of God. Remember our faith. I love this faith got up here twice. Faith that has been planted in us and nurtured by the church and grown 
so that we can be kind, we can be a holly, we can be in the world trusting that God is with us and that we have moms and dads who care for us, but we have a God who cares for us even more than mom and dad who loves us and gives us air and dogs and cats and animals to care for because you remember the, the story in Genesis. God allowed human kind to care for God's wonderful and beautiful creation. And when you get hot-winded, we always have a fan blowing down on us. Jesus wants us to see through our hearts to create a new mindset regarding his suffering and his death. To open our eyes. To see that God loves us, cares for us, and goes with us. And that God must die for us. For this thing of sin, the only person is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And God took it on the chin. And as I shared on Wednesday, Jesus died a horrible death. Even before he got to the cross, he was whipped, beaten and made to carry his cross outside of Jerusalem. And he willingly gave up his spirit. Where the others who hung on the cross with, with him, death had to come before Passover. They were caught up in the law. In order to make that happen, the thieves' legs were broken. Jesus did not break not one bone, but gave up his spirit. Jesus was helping his disciples and us to reset our minds to see that Jesus' death actually leads to life. And I love that our very first one, and I can't remember who said this, was that Connor? Someone said life. Life. Jesus' death leads to life. While death is our enemy, and it is ever before us, death does not have the final say, nor does Satan. We have a living God who comes to us and brings us to him. Jesus wants us to have faith, to trust, an attitude, not to fear death, but a mindset so that we might live into our baptismal promises, the forgiveness of sins and the gift of eternal life without sin in the presence of God and all the saints and holly. Death in Christ leads to life, leads to eternal life. And so I want to share this scripture in closing. Do you not know that all of us have been baptized into Christ Jesus? We're baptized into his death. Therefore, we've been buried with him by baptism in the death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we've been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. 
For whoever has died is free from sin. But if we have died with Christ, we belong, we, and we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again, and death no longer has dominion over him. Death, he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you and I also must consider ourselves dead to sin and alive with God in Christ Jesus. Let me offer this closing prayer. God of grace and glory, give us faith to see that death has been swallowed up in the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ, to change mindsets so that we may live in confidence and hope until by your call we are gathered to our heavenly home in the company of all your saints. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us share in the affirmation of our faith as it's found in the Apostles' Creed. I invite the congregation to please rise. You'll find this on page 105 in the front of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, was buried, he descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Trusting in God's promise to reconcile all things, let us pray for the church, the well-being of God's creation, and a world in need. We turn to you for meaning, holy God. Nurture in your children the gifts of the Spirit poured out in our baptism, and let the mind of Christ guide the church to reset our mindset, to give wisdom and discernment to our bishops, pastors, deacons, teachers, and leaders. Hear us, O oh God. We turn to you for renewal. Save lives and ecosystems threatened by pollution and a changing climate. Cleanse the earth's waters, restore the soil, preserve rainforests, deserts, and wildlife that generations to come may cherish your creation. Hear us, O oh God. We turn to you for justice. Uphold the worth and the dignity of every person, especially any who experience hatred and rejection because of gender, ability, sexual orientation, color, ethnicity, and religion. Hear us, O oh God. We turn to you for healing. Send compassion and helpers to any who suffer because of war and violence. Shelter unhoused people, befriend those who are lonely, bring hope to any in despair, and console the bereaved. Lord, we remember especially this day and ask for your healing hand to be upon Kurt and Cheryl, Sharon, Ray, Linda and Teresa, Kalinda, Sandy, Dick and Mary, Lynette, Samantha, Marcy. For the parents of Ligon and Stephanie Sigrin, which is little Freya, as she struggles with life. For the family of Gary Doty, whose funeral was held on Saturday, Deb Laycock's father. And for others whom we na name in our hearts and are known to our Lord. 
who suffer in any way. Hear us, O God. We turn to you for purpose. Remind us of your faithfulness to this congregation. Increase our trust in your guidance and keep us near the cross. Grant that our acts of service will express Christ's sacrificial love. Hear us, O God. We turn to you for peace. We honor the saints who lived in service to others. Inspire us by their example until you gather us together in your kingdom. Hear us, O God. Accompany us on our journey, God of grace, and receive the prayers of our hearts through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let's receive this morning's offering. We're helping out Iwalu camp for our... Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The other thing is I want to say thanks to Kim Miller and uh, recognizing uh, in memory of family members' birthdays. She uh, is sponsoring today's radio broadcast that will be heard on KMCH 94.7 FM. Uh, With that, I invite the congregation to please rise receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Go in peace. Share and live your faith. Thanks be to God.